On this month's Devil Times 5, we're looking at everything Amityville, from the horror to the awakening. Welcome to 112 Ocean Avenue. There are lots and lots of Amityville movies, and we've defiantly, defi- defiantly watched them all. <laughs> and we'll let you know what we think of them later in the show. So this is our first show of 2018, and I'm joined, of course, by CJ, Sarah, and Emily. Hi. Plus our brand new devil, welcome aboard, award-winning comedian, Phil Gerrard. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Phil. How are you? It's nice to be here. What award did I win? Uh, it must have been Lester, a while ago. Lester Mercury... Best oh, new yeah. show 2016 yeah. or so. 19, 1981, I think. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> nice to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me. So, before we make the long journey to Long Island, uh, we'll run through our highs and lows from the last month of horror. And Phil, as the newbie, you can kick things off. Well, I'll do high. F- oh, no, I'll do low first. Um, I watched um, Personal Shopper. Um, oh. Have you seen Personal Shopper? I have. I liked yeah. it, but go on. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I was worried that I was going to pick something that like, I hated that, that the four of you would absolutely love and just alienate myself immediately from everybody. <laughs> it's the dullest thing I've ever seen in my life, I think. It was like it was trying to be as boring as is humanly possible. It has yeah. one moment of... Oh, okay, so the ghost part is okay. Like the, the, mm-hmm. the, the sort of CGI ghost is okay. Um, everything else is just the, as, as, as boring as it could possibly, possibly possibly be um to a point i was getting quite angry that it was taking up my time um, <laughs> and you wait you wait right until the end and then you see in a distance a glass drops off a counter and that's supposed to like you're supposed to like I don't know, are you supposed to believe in god after that and then they just do it again in libya um did you did you genuinely did you like it cliff did you was it I, 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 yeah i didn't think it was amazing but i i do i'm a sucker for that kind of you know moody european drama i mean it's more of a more of a more of a drama isn't it um yeah i guess so but no no not for me um for my horror highlight i'm going to go for a 1922 which i particularly liked the stephen king adaptation for the bloke who kills his wife and sticks her down a well have you seen that no is it about the year 1922 or 22 minutes past seven um, it's about the year 1922. In 1922, I murdered my wife. And it's just about a man. It's just a fact a dude who murders his wife. Because she, really, because she just gets on his nerves a bit. It's quite sort of like, um, she's just a bit naggy. Um, but he murders her and puts her down a well. Um, but I really liked it. It's really good. It's got one of those um, very, very, uh, it's got one of those sort of Southern American characters. And you can understand every third or fourth word. Do you know what I mean? It's like, rag, machine, rag, cattle shed. It's the same director as um, These Final Hours, which is interesting, because I quite oh, quite like that. that was it was, good. Yeah. Mm. Okay, Emily. I suppose the low, I mean, even though I quite liked it, is It, the 2017 version. Um, there were some bits that were quite good, but it was a little bit kind of underwhelming, and I've been told by some people it was the most amazing things ever, and I just thought it was kind of basically like an episode of Stranger Things, only with more gore in it, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I was a little bit bored. Um, though I did have nightmares afterwards, so I suppose some of really? achieved. Yeah, but then I was really scared by the book when I was about fourteen, so that's probably it was probably kind of a hangover from that rather than mm. anything else. Um, and probably um, the high, I suppose, is Chopping Mall, which is a quality hey. bit of eighties cheese. 
I wanted yeah, 80s yeah. cheese. It was a, it was a, when it was um, on VHS back in the 80s, it was one of those horror films I was a bit obsessed with in the video shop just because of the artwork on the cover. Mm. So I was just like, oh, that looks terrifying. And it really isn't, but it has got killer robots and someone's head explodes and it's got Barbara Crampton in. So there you go, you know. That is a fantastic yeah. film, Chopping Mall. <laughs> All bases film. covered. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't seen Chopping Mall in ages, but I used to watch it loads when I was a teenager wanting to see Leonardo Quigley's head explode <laughs> once during the film and then again in the end credits yes I know I love that they do the sort of um hello hello style you have been yeah. watching and then hers yeah. is his her head exploded it's um delightful <laughs> so yeah um and it yeah I mean um Sarah and I actually went to a uh, preview of that just before it came out and uh we're lucky enough to be one of the first to be able to say this is not all that good <laughs> it's yeah, all right it though is. isn't it i mean it's fine yeah it's fine it's not terrible it's just uh, you know meh. bits of it are terrible it doesn't bits of it are a bit i uh i didn't go to that preview um because i have a very low tolerance for stephen king so <laughs> <laughs> I next i was probably not be able to handle like yeah yeah next month i'm, I'm really looking forward to it <laughs> See, this worries me because I'm quite, I'm quite a big Stephen King fan. I really like Stephen King stuff, and I'm, I'm rereading all of Stephen King's novels at the moment, trying to sort of. Oh I don't know why I'm doing that to myself, but I've in, just decided in, to put in chronological that. order or just random. Well, order? I thought I might do them in chronological order, but no, I'm not. And also, the middle Stephen King periods where he's off the drugs but hasn't yet been hit by a van are very, very <laughs> boring. So you couldn't like. You couldn't like sort of go through all of those in one go. You've got to sort of you've got to have early Coke King and later sort of scared of scared of my own mortality King before you dip into things like insomnia or, 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 or oh God, God Almighty. Yeah. Everything's yeah. eventual, all that sort of crap. Right, CJ. Uh, well, I'm going to sound like a broken record and say uh, I didn't really watch much this month. <laughs> I would say my low was pretty obvious. It was Insidious, The Last Key, which is super boring. Um, I think they blew so many opportunities to do something fun with it because Lin Shay is obviously the the highlight of the Insidious films and they decided to make her the main character, which I thought, yep, this is going to work. And it just really didn't because they didn't bother to write a story. So it was just two hours of people wandering around in the dark in silence, which watched quite late at night. <laughs> I, I admit, I actually fell asleep before yeah. the end in the cinema, uh, which is a little embarrassing. Maybe I'm just getting old. But um, yeah, that just literally bored me to sleep. I thought it was a rubbish film. Uh, a shame. Yeah. And it's also kind of killed that series as well because now they've closed Lin Shay's arc between three and one uh, it's it's made it so they can't really bring her back they for the next one they can so bring they her back they figured this out if they go further into the past no 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 or go in the future because uh, in the second one she is there but only as a ghost presence so True. you could just do that but that again. was awful um, that was really bad sure, but you could, maybe you could she has an identical twin sister no we've closed yeah. that one off as well <laughs> also she definitely doesn't yeah. I really like it I'm walking out you could have a walking ass of a shower, couldn't you? Just assuming the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, that's, but the thing is, that's what they definitely should have done at the beginning of the second one. Is yeah. there a bit where she actually yeah, says, I do not have an identical twin sister? No, but you do see her entire <laughs> family growing up, so... 
Yeah, yeah. Unless the twin sister was like kept in the basement. Yeah, there was like already somebody in the basement. We know who was in the basement. Yeah, well, more, more basement people. <laughs> There's no basement. You can knock through a wall to another basement, right? Another level of basement. You can keep going down, I'm sure. And what's your high? Uh, my high is probably the most basic and obvious high that you could have. Uh, I rewatched the thing on that new 4K Blu-ray from Arrow, and it was amazing. I don't need to tell anybody how amazing the thing is. I'm sure, uh, mm. but it looks better than ever, <laughs> and it's yeah. just yeah. I, I, need, I need some convincing. I, what? Really? I, I it's the, yeah, that is the best film. I think that's one of the best horror films that's ever been made, isn't it? I, so yeah, of course, Cliff doesn't like it. Like it. It's got to be top five best. I, don't, I do films like ever. it. I just don't love it. I, it, it <sighs> I find the story really. I'm not the story so much. The character's really unappealing. Um, that's one of the reasons I like it. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think if the characters were more appealing, then the paranoia aspect wouldn't work. Because if you've got all these lovely, likable people, then you, you just think, yeah. oh no, I hope they're not the thing. <laughs> Whereas in this, you're like, oh god, any of them could be the thing. Because they're all so cagey and paranoid and unpleasant that you've just got that constant tension between them, even if they're not the thing. It would be uh, easier so... to tell which one was the thing if they were, if they were all lovely and then suddenly one yeah. of them wasn't. <clears throat> exactly. What if the yeah, thing absolutely. was a really nice alien? <laughs> They just had to eat. <laughs> <laughs> there is That's that one line, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I think I think they do say something like, "Oh, it's just trying to find a place to hide." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, yeah. bless it." But, uh, it's yeah. just too kind of it's too kind of macho for me. I think too, too yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's one of the few films that works that's that's macho. Like usually that's something that would put me off is the the machismo. But I think because it kind of obliterates that throughout the film, I, I think it works. Um, uh, yeah, because it's know. kind of taking the piss out of them being so macho, isn't it? It's like yeah, uh, the, the 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 fact that they're all men. There's not they've taken. I think that the the original has a female character in it, doesn't it? I think, and yeah. he made it entirely men, didn't it? And it's it's definitely a story about men in a place being sort of dickhead men. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like it's another one of those films where, and I think an awful lot of those problems could have been sorted out with a really good conversation, but they never really get yes. around to it. <laughs> locking each other up in sheds and flamethrowing everything. It's like, mate, let's just yeah. sit down, have a conversation, and work out which one of us is an alien. But then that's the the beautiful irony of the punchline is they finally do sit down and have a conversation as they're dying in the yeah. snow. <laughs> it's it's great. It's just a perfect film. I I wouldn't change a frame of it. I think it's brilliant. Uh, and the new Blu-ray is superb. Sarah? Um, boringly, I think I have to go for the same high because I haven't really watched anything else that's good. Uh, my low, though, is going to be a film called Cold Moon, um, which is about as exciting as the title suggests, about a killer in a small town, except you immediately know who the killer is because it's the only suspect, and they also explicitly tell you about half an hour in. And um, then it's just the killer wandering around being haunted by the people he's killed, including in one scene, a little girl riding an invisible bike, which was something, but not (laughs) something good. You mean you can see her, but you can't see the bike? 
That sounds. That does sound terrifying. <laughs> to be fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> it was just kind of ludicrous. It's like no. Um... Sarah actually called me into the room when that happened. She says, "You've got to see this bullshit." And I was like, "Wow!" Because like in a horror in a horror film, like like an invisible person riding a bike is scary, isn't it? It's like you know, if you see like like a trike, it's, like, yeah. it's, it's on its own and it's riding through. Oh, does But not just the kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like inverse it's shining. Oh God, what's she riding? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Just like a bendy thing <laughs> in the road. It was, it was awful. <laughs> also, if it's oh, a little God, girl, it? does their bike have loads of like flags and kind of little beads on the spokes? And I mean, you you'd see never know. That's the you'd thing we don't know. know, it's an invisible bike. It could be anything. It's terrifying. <laughs> it could be a small horse. <laughs> <laughs> A small, very thin horse. But you have to pedal. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's a very specific phobia they're going for, though. Yeah. Isn't it? If you're scared of very thin, very small horses that you, you can't pick out, yeah. yeah, then this film is going to shit you up. <laughs> very specific ways. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, my hi. I'm actually going to um, go for. Uh, I could go for a film, um, but I'm going to mention um, a VR experience. Okay. Um, it's a game called The Bellhaven Experiment, which uh, you play on Oculus uh, VR headset, and it's just a basic zombie attack survival thing. You're, you're rooted to the spot, and there's zombies and other monsters coming at you from all angles, 360 degrees, up, down. And when you turn, when you realise you're being attacked from behind and you turn around and there's a great big fucking monster in your face, it is the absolute most shit, <laughs> shit you up thing I've ever experienced. It's the scariest thing I've seen for ages. Um, if you've got any kind of arachnophobia, just stay well away because about three levels in, these enormous spiders start appearing and coming down on the walls and uh, it's fucking out. terrifying. Uh, that's called The Bellhaven Experiment. The best film I've seen in the last month, uh, by coincidence, is The Bell Co Experiment, uh, which came out last summer. Um, it's the thing about the uh, 80 people trapped in, a, in their office block and they're told they have to kill each other. And if they don't start killing each other, then their heads will be exploded by the uh, little productivity chips they've had implanted in their necks. It's completely far-fetched, but I did find it quite quite scary uh, concept. I really liked that. I thought it was. I thought it was really good. It was particularly nice to see like the the, the guy from Scrubs was in it, mm. wasn't he? Like the the main sort That's of the Cox. main dickhead from Scrubs was the was the psychopath, wasn't he? Yeah, is that right? Yeah, I've yeah, never seen Scrubs. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I like that. I thought it was great. Uh, I was disappointed on a couple of counts. Um, number one, that neither the writer nor the director seem to know that women are people with interior lives because there's not a single female character in that movie. And secondly, when you... There's, there's, there's the cleaner who hides the well, whole time. Quite. I mean, there's a couple of actresses <laughs> yeah, that are not playing characters. Um, and... Uh, they do literally just hide behind, like, she just hides behind pipes, right? Or, like, hides mm -hmm. in a desk or something like that all the way through. Quite, think, yeah. yeah. Um, and also, the the other thing that I don't like is that when you say it's an office block and they all have to kill each other, I expect to see them kind of having to make makeshift weapons out of, like, staplers and stuff. Like, that was what I was kind of expecting yeah. and hoping for. And instead, they're like, cool. hey, what about that gun cupboard? And it's like, ah fuck off <laughs> I, I want to see someone yeah but, but I, I did find that quite scary because it was exactly what would happen in real life is the the yeah, kind yeah. of the school bully types would revert to a type and um just 
get the weapons and go, right, great excuse to go and kill a load of people we don't like. Yeah, but it would have been much awesomer if they'd had to do it with, like, a shredder. Yeah. There is some good gore in it, though. I hated that one, but uh, it wasn't quite as bad as Joe Lynch's Mayhem, which is basically the same story, but somehow even more juvenile and uh, just vicious in a bad way. Um, mm. So it's weird that we got two terrible films last year with the same plot, um, which, because it seems like such a good plot. I would love like Battle Royale in an office. I think that, that sounds like it could be so much fun, but neither really cut to the heart of what would have made that fun for me, which is like toxic office politics manifesting mm-hmm. themselves with yeah. stationary related murders. That's what I wanted to see. Whereas Belko Experiment thought that it was being very political, um, but it felt like it was written by an angry frat boy. So I don't know, just failed for well, me. Well, I mean, if you, if you look at politics saying, oh, well, it had villains who are too clear cut and not nuanced enough. And you look at the real world, that feels fairly, you know, fair oh, enough. Yeah. And my low is a British vampire comedy, I think it's supposed to be, <laughs> called Eat Local, um, uh, which, weirdly enough, has it, been mocked. Eat, 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 locals. eat Locals, yeah. Well, yeah. no, the title the on screen is Eat Local. It's got a blooper reel, so you know it's meant to be a comedy. The, you can see the clapperboard, <laughs> it says Eat Local. But it's been marketed oh. as Eat Locals because, obviously, they were so desperate to get just one joke in there. That <laughs> after they'd wrapped, after they'd done all the credits and everything, they obviously thought, fuck, we could have called it Eat Locals. Then it sounds like there's a pun. And uh, it's Vampires versus Soldiers. Um, it's got sitcom stars in it like Annette Crosby and Mackenzie Crook and Ruth Jones but absolutely no jokes Um, it's actually quite bleak not in a good way though because everyone's sort of mugging as if they're in a comedy Um, nothing about it works at all and it is total shit right so they were our highs and lows now it's time for a trip to the place whose name translates as Friendly Town We're going to work our way through the entire Amityville franchise, starting, of course, with 1979's The Amityville Horror, directed by Stuart Rosenberg. It's the kind of house they don't build anymore. (laughs) A relic of a time when the world wasn't in such a hurry, when there was still time for a little charm and elegance. It has stood empty for a long while, and at the price, it is a bargain. For a growing young family, it is almost too good to be true. What do you think? I love it. James Brolin, Margot Kidder, Rod Steiger, in the Amityville Horror. I'm coming apart! Oh, mother of God, I'm coming apart! Uh, a family move into their new home, a house where the previous residents were all killed in a mass shooting. You might even call it a haunted house. Um, so this is a strange thing because it's kind of based on a half-true story, isn't it? The, the bit about the mass shooting in that house is true. The bit about the Lutz family moving in and then being haunted is bollocks. Mm-hmm. But they tried to sell it as true. And people believed it. Yes. Were they scamming everyone from the start or...? Yeah, I think so. Do you think they moved into the house with the intention of uh, doing this scam? I don't know. Well, I couldn't. I've got a theory, if you want to hear it. I, um, yeah. Have you yeah. read the book? No. Yes, yeah. years ago, years ago. No. 
So the the book, I think, uh, it's, not, it's not a very good book, is it, particularly? Um, but um, halfway through, and it is in the film, um, the money goes missing, doesn't it, mm. halfway through? Mm. They've bought a house they can't afford at all, right? Like, it's a huge house. Um, his business is going down a toilet. He's got big debts. And then, like, he steals his brother-in-law's money for caterers. And I re- genuinely think that maybe in the real world, he sort of, he nicked that money and then went, how the fuck am I getting out of this? Yeah. <laughs> Some ghosts. That'll do. That's a good theory. Yeah. Ghosts. I, I like I said, that. a ghost took it. And then I feel like maybe it just ballooned from there into this thing that yeah. you couldn't control. Yeah. So, I, mean, I, I would be surprised if they moved in and thought oh, we're going to make a sort of poltergeist story up. Yeah, that would be very, very scheming. But I, I suspect, yeah, little things were wrong with that house and it, it sort of grew into a thing. That's what I would imagine happened. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I love this film. Do you? I didn't used to. I always used to think that it was quite boring and I didn't appreciate it at all when I watched it kind of as a horror hound teenager. And then we watched it a couple of years ago when we were in the middle of living in a house that we moved into foolishly uh, that was a shithole and destroyed all of, our, all of our belongings and everything continually went wrong and there were lots of like weird creepy things like the phone sockets upstairs had just been like sawed off and covered up mm-hmm. and like and all, all the locks yeah. on the doors were bent backwards so you couldn't close the doors yeah, so, yeah and, and really like strange. the walls were just randomly turning black with mold and it was like <laughs> Yeah, and and then we watched the Amityville Horror and went, oh, I get it, I get it, I, yeah. yeah. So suddenly that feeling of you live in hell, but you just moved house and you really don't want to do it again, yeah. that, that just really hit home. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, God, I get this. I yeah. get why they don't move. Yeah. Because moving's horrible. And it's expensive. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's like we live in hell, but it was cheap. Mm-hmm. So. We'll yeah. It's so cheap. What, <laughs> what is it? How, how cheap is that house? It's like insanely cheap, right? It's 80 it's like, grand. Yeah, 80 grand. grand. Yeah. Which. I mean, I would put up with it for 80 grand, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> just keep, <laughs> just keep putting a new front boat. door I mean, on me. It I would mean, definitely <laughs> take a lot more than a backed up drain and a few flies to get me out of a fucking four story I mean, house. To be fair, the flies keep to their own room. There's just one room. Yeah, maybe it's you're just, just like, like all right, yeah, that's the fly yeah. room. We've got four floors. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, that's, that's the room with the that's the room with the gigantic satanic pig. Just don't go in there. Yeah. Don't don't make the basement your office. Yeah. Just put rubbish down there and get on with it. Go to work, George. I think that's what we need to do. It's got enough rooms for them to kind of go. Oh no, yeah, that's fine. We just keep the satanic pig in that one, and then they've got loads of yeah. other rooms that they can just yeah. use for normal stuff. So yeah, definitely. You've it's not like enough. the satanic pig is in the kitchen. No, I think the one I'm going to fight over is the one at the top with the windows like the ghosts are not having that room with those yeah. windows because that room is awesome that it, like that room is that's cool. my office yeah. ghosts nice. you can have the other you can go <laughs> yeah. in the basement and i'm having this i mean somebody's already walled up that red yeah, room stop. so somebody's made a fist of it before and gone look don't go don't go in there because there's <laughs> there's bodies and corpses and all sorts of we there's all sorts of shit going on in there we don't understand we've walled that up but the pantry is fine and it's actually yeah. quite nice down yeah. by the lake you know I, I would i would go for that i think we keep the evil downstairs and it's walled up yeah I wanted to say, actually, um, when you were talking about moving into a house where like the, your life and horror films come together, um, me and my wife had a similar thing happen where we watched we, we moved into a, a new house in um, Cardiff. And the first night we were there, we watched Halloween. <laughs> um, and halfway through the film, two guys tried to break into oh our house. Oh, my God. It was <laughs> fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like, it's the most yeah. scared I've ever been. And um, you know that bit in Scream where um, the killer's kind of wandering around and they, they have Halloween on yeah. as the background? Yeah. 
yeah. Like that was that literally happened. That's your in my actual life. life. Like the Halloween was still wow. playing, like, and we were sort of huddled by the front door, just going, "What is it? I mean, I don't understand what's happened to our lives." Well. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I thought I'd tell wow. you. Wow, that's terrifying. Yeah. I'm not keen on the film. I think my problem with it is because it's uh, based on a true story where no one died. No one fucking dies. There's yeah. plenty of scenes where in other films, like whether the uh, crumbling Jesus statue falls on Pukey the Priest and where... Um, <laughs> that sounds like a children's book that no one wants. <laughs> Pukey the Priest. <laughs> and um, where the window falls on the kid's hand and all that kind of stuff. These, where the, um, the babysitter gets trapped in the cupboard and then is let out of the cupboard. You know, these, these are not exciting things that happen particularly. Then I think um, I'm, I'm between the two, and the uh, I agree that the horror aspects are crap. Um, like the music, whenever there's a scary scene, is horrible. That kind of psycho, like it's so overplayed, and yet nobody dies. But I, I think having had that experience uh, in the house that Sarah was talking about, um, I feel the non-horror stuff is is quite traumatic. <laughs> like just the not having any money, moving into a terrible house, not really being able to move. I, I think the characters are, are well written. Yeah, um, and the way and their the relationships between them the way their relationship intense. falls apart is just horrifying. It's really like upsetting because it does spend an oddly long time really like kind of letting you get to know them and like how in love they are and stuff and then when everything starts going wrong yeah, it's really wrenching the sex scene you don't it's a real really 70s thing isn't it to get a, a sex scene between a married couple because I, I, I guess normally in films you have oh, yeah. sex scenes to move the plot along so it's people yeah. getting together mm. for the first time or getting together when they shouldn't be getting together and just to have a married couple having a shag it's quite rare well they are um, kind of a new and, couple I mean, there, there is a point to it because then the next sex scene, he can't get it yeah. up because of the evil. Oh, yeah. That old chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> Not tonight, love, demon. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry it's a demon. Well, it's not you, it's the house. <laughs> For God's sake, get it up. <laughs> the place is just filled oh with God. pigs. Um... There's some nice sexy um, chat in that um, in that sex scene as well. And she says, I like the way you smell, which makes me go, Wah. <laughs> <laughs> You make me feel like a kid in the backseat of a car, he says as well, which I think is a little bit... <laughs> I think that's a very American reference. Like, I don't yeah, think he means like, yeah. I feel like your child. Yeah. I think he means like... Yeah. <laughs> just like to parking me, up and making out, to, but yeah. Yeah, high schoolers. So, yeah, to me, that means sort of like waiting while your mum's in Tesco's, isn't it? That's what that... Yeah. <laughs> Constantly going, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Yeah. Just waiting <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're in Tesco's buying milk and I'm just in the car. I like the end. The caption says that um, it, it just says today they live in another state. But they don't specify. Which <laughs> <state>. <laughs> well, in case they want to do another ghost scam, presumably. Yeah. I reckon it's a state of rolling around with all their money, laughing their tits off. Well, yeah. <laughs> I watched it when I was a kid and thought, meh, that was okay. And now I kind of like it a little bit more. And I think it's mostly because the two central performances are so strong mm. and the characters mm. are so well yeah. drawn. And there's a very, very good kind of representation of him kind of losing his mind yeah. um, in quite a disturbing way. And also the bit with the red eyes through the window, that is still quite quite unsettling. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, it was okay. It's not a classic of 70s horror. It doesn't have want to be. The cop looks just like Kinderman from The Exorcist, yeah. doesn't he? But it's not as, you know, you don't have the interesting kind of weird stuff happening with sound like you would in The Exorcist. And it's the mm. kind of film that would really kind of benefit from that as well. 
Yeah. There's a bit like like the, the cop is really weird because there's a bit where he goes to see the pukey priest and he, the other <laughs> guy, the sort of the boxer, the sort of the hard priest who's straight out of the exorcist as well. He says, I want to ask you a few questions. But he's got no questions to ask because there's no crime or anything that's been committed. What's, what are you doing there? So he has to go, um, oh, I used to know that priest over there. I was just wondering what's wrong with him. <laughs> and the just go, he's a bit ill. He's got like flu or something. <laughs> go, oh, right. Oh, there's not fun. much going on down at the station, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. I do love the sassy priest, though. That I love that guy, kind of like... I don't, I don't know what what rank he is in priesthood, but the guy who turns up and is like, "You need to take a holiday, and you need to get a haircut." And he's like, "Yeah, there you go, <laughs> solved everyone's problems." It's the mayor from Jaws, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? Uh, and, Hamilton, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And uh, it seems like his entire acting career is just telling people there's no danger because that's all he does. Isn't it? Like, he enjoys, there's no sharks. There's no ghosts. There's nothing, mate. There's nothing over there you need to worry about. Nobody worry about that. Everything's absolutely fine. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't recognise him without his lovely blue anchor suit on, though. Mm-hmm. No, that's right. The other really good cameo I liked is Mr. Strickland turns up right at the start from Back to the Future. Do you see him? I don't know. I don't know who Mr. that is. Strickland is. I don't know. <laughs> well Mr. Enough. You, you know Back to the Future, right? I've mm, seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. I, I couldn't tell you who Mr. Strickland was. <laughs> Mr. Strickland is the uh, Mr. Strickland is the high school teacher from Back to the Future. Jesus, didn't that guy ever have hair? Is that guy? And he's the he's at the start of this film. He <laughs> just it just rocks up. Much it's as just I Mr. appreciate Strickland. the impression, um, not a clue. Amazing. Right, so the Amityville Horror. Are we moving in or are we blowing it up? I'm going to, you're going to have to get on board with this. I'm going to do it after. I was going to say, film. I don't understand are the question. Are we moving in or are we blowing it up? <laughs> Can we rent it out? Given how the rest of this franchise goes, I'm moving in here and I'm staying here. That, that's it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree with Sarah. Okay, we'll let you have that. Sound effect. Look, it's kind of hard to figure out what constitutes an official sequel and an unofficial sequel in this series because it moves from one production company to another. And in recent years, all sorts of nobodies have stuck the Amityville name on their shitty no-budget efforts without any legal repercussions. So it's as if this is the franchise that never was. Um, so I don't know if anyone actually holds like the sequel rights at all. Um, I, I've, I've looked into it. I haven't been able to figure it out. It's a town, isn't it? So yeah. you can put Amityville in a title and it would just like be put in New York in a title or, mm. or something like that. You know, It's just a place. So I don't know if you could claim rights to I don't I don't know what would be copyrighted I mean I guess the no. Lutz family might be but then because well that was and true, also once then, you start putting that house you... with the windows in I think you could have a case for it not being yeah, allowed surely yeah, maybe maybe I don't know I mean it is a real it was a real house so yeah. again it's like how can you copyright reality I don't know Right. right, so what we're going to do now is focus on the seven sequels made between 1982 and 96, which are generally considered to be the official Amityville series. Um, so first off, Amityville 2, The Possession, uh, basically the mad Italian one. Who's a fan? I love it. It's my favourite. I, I love this film. This is the best one of all of them, I think, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like, it's my favourite. And I used to watch this um, when, I was, uh, when I was a teenager. This was one of my favourite films. I used to watch this quite a lot. So, like, when, 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 we were, when I found out we were doing the Amityville Horror, this is the one that I was kind of quite excited to talk about because I think this is genuinely really good. It's great, isn't it? Isn't it great? Yeah, it is. And I, I've, I've always had it in my head that it's, like, a really kind of trashy and sleazy one, but actually it's probably the classiest and best-made best acted of the yeah. whole lot. I mean, the camera work is incredible. 
camera works brilliant. Like a weird floating camera going round his head and down yeah. and all the rest of that. It's really freaky, I think. And I like the fact that it's such a dysfunctional family. Like it doesn't matter that the house is haunted. Like those people are horrible anyway. Like it's they're they're such an, a sort of yeah, the dad is so horrible. Like the relationships between all of them is so wrong and just twisted and nasty. I think it's like a genuinely quite sort of a unsettling film. And I used to love it when I was a teenager, yeah. I, uh, what I find really weird is that this is the first sequel, so you'd expect things to be sort of fairly straightforward. But the chronology has immediately gone out of the window because this is meant to be a prequel, isn't it? Yeah. But it's. I like, never even. I never even knew that until I started looking at it. I, I didn't. I never even. Uh, I've always just assumed yeah. it was a sequel. But it's also very obviously the eighties in this movie. Yeah, there's the evil Walkman and so on. So it's like, oh, yeah. hang on, how could yeah. this have happened before oh, yeah. the other one? It couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, they're not given the same name as the real family, the the defenders. No, they're not. So, um, no. so you know, it's in the spirit of all Italian ripoffs. Really, yeah, true. Uh, sort of, yeah, sort of. Just make make the same film, but crazier and sleazier. Um, which usually I'm a big fan of, but. I think with this one, it's a shame because I love the first half. I love, like Phil says, all the dysfunctional relationships between possibly the most grotesque family imaginable. <laughs> um, I think that stuff is great. But I don't think the second half really delivers on it because you've got this long section of just people wandering around in the dark, which is <laughs> one of my least favourite things. Uh, and then you've got this kind of 10-minute laser climax, which... It's fun and has some great special effects, but I don't think quite lives up to the promise of the, the first half. I think I would have rather it just evolved into like more incest, more, more sleaze and shouting, more incest, please. Uh, you know, more I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I mean, tell you what, if you it's... want more incest, this is the series for you though, isn't it? Because there's plenty of it still to come. Incestastic. Yeah. I like the fact that the priest is called Father Radansky. <laughs> yes, I like that as well. Yeah. What did Adamski do? What's the what's the killer. killer killer and uh, NRG killer. and uh, yeah, he's still going. Um, did you notice the doll on the rocking chair, which is weird? Yeah. It's got like big tits and a basque. In the first one, in the first one, there's like an Annabelle style. There's like doll. a Raggedy Ann doll in the first one, which is like the Annabelle doll, which I just thought was weird, given that I don't think there's. A... I guess the Warrens are the connection between Amityville and Annabelle, aren't they? But they're not in the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, they didn't. The, the Warrens didn't actually go to the house until after the Lutzes had yeah. left. So, and that was because, like, the local local TV said, "Oh, I've seen a story here. Let's get the Warrens to come and give yeah. their yes. their valid judgment." Ju- I mean, that's probably just a- had a bunch of massive con artists leave the house. No, let's, let's get, get some, some new more, ones in. Even yeah. bigger yeah. con artists yeah. in the house. Yeah, yeah. bunch of cunts. <laughs> um- <laughs> anyway, no, pervy doll, pervy doll in the second one. Yeah, there's a pervy doll. It's quite cute. Um, <laughs> right, <laughs> Amityville 2, are we moving in or blowing it up? Moving in! Moving in! No, nah, I'm uh, staying in the first one. I, I'd, I'd come for the incest, but I'd leave before <laughs> dinner. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I would so that's the order you do those things. <laughs> <laughs> no incest after dinner, good God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, not, we're not monsters. No. <laughs> Uh, Amityville 3D, directed by Richard Fleischer, who did The Boston Strangler and Soylent Green. So some uh, proper Hollywood talent there. Um, <laughs> I love this one. Oh, you love anything 3D. You're, 
I, I think you have to watch it in 3D to get to fully appreciate oh. it because it's got so many things flying out of the screen. Um, from everything from like breaking glass going into your eye to some old woman spitting in your face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, everything I've always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with your incest. I'll have I'll have old women spit in my face. <laughs> Why does it have to be either or? Um, I quite like this one, but I didn't watch it in 3D. So it was kind of, for me, a relatively enjoyable horror film that falls apart at the end and with a lot of people throwing shit at the camera. Yeah. The ending's so bad, isn't it? Like the, the this is this is the one with the big with, with the well, right? Yeah. Is this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the sort of like there's and, and this is who's is it Meg Ryan? Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yes. It's the it's a Meg Ryan one. And there's a wicked line where she goes, Oh, do you want to go downstairs? Apparently there's a gateway to hell. It's like it's very, very <laughs> sort of just a very blase. Um and yeah, and the, the ending's so sort of cruddy, isn't it? Like pulling pulling something out of that well. There's a lovely bit where Meg Ryan goes, hey, did you hear you could have sex with a ghost and it's really hot? Considering considering all those uh, unfulfilled, successful career women she played in the 90s, she should have heeded her own advice. (laughs) I really like it. But um, are we moving in or, or blowing it up? Oh, blowing it up. I'd say moving in. Even with the double denim. I think I've been blowing up, sadly. Okay, Amityville Horror, The Evil Escapes. I love this one. This is this is one of my favourites um, because I think this is where I wanted the franchise to go um, because you just get a lamp being sold in the Amityville yard sale yeah. uh, and and the lamp is now possessed by whatever evil was in the the house uh, and it goes to a completely different house and there's all sorts of crazy shit a possessed chainsaw. <laughs> like, <That's great. laughs> I think this is the one with the waste disposal unit uh, going mad and chewing someone's arm up. Yeah. It's just that crazy like household goods gone mad, and, <laughs> and that's what I want. I want a different household good mm. from the house to go mad in each sequel. Um, and this <laughs> this is the lamp, <laughs> and, I, and I love it. Another garbage disposal unit thing, which we had. Ah, what film did we discuss recently that had a garbage disposal unit? Uh, Wish upon, wasn't of it? Of course, yes. Yeah. How are they legal? All that ever happens to them, people get their hands ripped off in their films. That's what they're for. That's it. <laughs> I thought it was a little bit dull, to be honest. I love the idea, but it's just the execution mm. was a little bit sort of PG rated. Don't mm-hmm. know. Flying chainsaw. Yeah, but flying chainsaw, but no blood and guts. Disappointing. Yeah, true. I would, I would have preferred it if it had just gone right through that little kid, but it didn't. So. Well, it, yeah. was made, it was made for American network TV, wasn't it? So. Yeah, that, I think that accounts for it. I did like the bitchy grandma who just for no yeah. apparent reason yeah, says yeah, your, yeah. your yeah. son's an idiot. and um, your, your daughter, Absolutely like, does not want them living with her. She's no. The worst, and, yeah. Her worst nightmare to have And she there. says of the daughter, oh, the makeup and those clothes. I'm thinking she's wearing double denim. She's practically wearing a nun's <laughs> habit in an 80s style. It's like, what the hell? But yeah. <laughs> I love all, all all the older people are great. It adds this kind of camp element to it, having like pe- people like Patty Duke in it, who I just oh, I did think, enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, it, it just that works for me. Always up for camp, but needs more. I think that that poor plumber, he comes to try and sort their pipes out, and then he gets drowned underneath the floorboards, and then nobody, no one's ever <laughs> speaks about him again. No one talks about him again. It's just got they've just got a plumber rot- rotting under their floor forever, <laughs> and that, and that, along with many other reasons, is why I think this is one of the best ones. <laughs> I thought this one was great. Before, we're moving in. in. Oh, moving in, definitely. This is a great one. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, the Amityville Curse. So, um, also from Ooh. 1989, I think. Same year as uh, The Evil Escape. This was really, really boring. It is really boring. Uh, yeah. Um, it's the Kim Coates one, isn't it? Is this the Canadian it's the one? one where, it's the one where two couples and uh, their single friend sort of move in to the house together to mm. help. Not even the house, and... just a house in Amityville. Yep. It's not mm. even the yeah. same house. The only really notable thing about this is when I wrote about it on the internet previously, one of the actors from the film replied to me in a hilariously outraged way. Um, do you want to know what David Stein thinks of me? <laughs> Go on. Go on. He says, yes, they're all crap, including the one in which I played Marvin, which is indeed the worst of them all, but you really are a nasty little stink pot. <laughs> Meow. Wow. I don't know if you noticed, the distributor of this film is Vidmark Entertainment, which is so close to Skidmark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a Skidmark franchise. Well. It is one of the worst movies I can think of. Like, it's, it's just trash. I mean, if, if, if I've said before that I hate people walking around in the dark, this mm. whole movie is that. Yeah, I think it's well, like the They're worst not just one. walking around in the dark. They're, they're mugging off in the dark, aren't they? Because they're yeah. just gurning yeah. through the whole thing like it's a comedy. Um, oh, it's, it's awful. It's terrible. Yeah, I almost want to strike this one from official canon. It doesn't feel like it is one. There's, right, there's yeah. one thing that I like, and that is the box art. I think that's a really beautiful painting of like the house and the screaming face and the stars. I think it's one of the best posters of the whole lot. But which house um, is it? The, is it the house or the house in the film? No, no, it's just, it's just a a house a that house. looks sort of somewhere between the two. Um, right. But it's a, but it's a really good illustration. That's you know what's happening to that house though? Blowing it mm. up. Blow it up. Right, Amityville 1992, it's about time. This one's directed by Tony Randall, who's got form, because he did um, Hellraiser 2 and mm. Ticks, which are both good films. Um, and I, th- I love this one. Yeah, 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 yeah me too. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. The, so uh, Haunted Clock. Haunted Clock finds its way into... But this goes back to the, the thing that I wanted, which is household objects uh, yeah. have gone astray. They end up in another house and they bring Amityville with them, which I like. <laughs> There's so and much that's fantastic in this film. There's um, the teenage boy where they say, they basically say to him, did you paint a swastika on someone's door? And he just responds <laughs> by burping. Cut to the next scene, apparently that's okay. So, yeah. you know, burping is a defence. <laughs> Yeah. Um, there's also when the when the dad goes loopy with all his architects models, he kind of prefigures the joke in Zoolander, where he's picking up the model houses and going, "They're too small." <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So ridiculous. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, there's think, a nice reference think, to the Beyond, isn't there? With that, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The woman yes. and the dog. I think there's a Fulci influence throughout this because it's got so much kind of surreal, supernatural mayhem, Mm. you know, just random sexy possession, humans turn into (laughs) marsh, uh, you know, there's leg wounds that are nasty. I I don't know. It's it's got a lot of, uh, and it's got that same kind of backstory as the Beyond as well with the, um, in this it's uh, Gilderay, isn't it, Mm. who owned the clock at some point, Mm -hmm. who, you know, ancient Mm. warlock, um, and, and yeah, anything that apes the beyond is going to be good with me. And especially if it's got such a great pun in the title. Yeah. It's yeah. about time. And it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is about time. Boom. <laughs> and it's uh, got that scene where the daughter gets all sexy and tries to get off with her brother. So yeah. there's your incest. More incest. More incest. Yeah. There we go. Incest box ticked. Yeah. Moving in. Yeah. yeah big time. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, go for it. 
Cool. Um, Amityville New Generation, 1993. Uh, it's got a good cast. David Norton, Robert Russler, Lynn Shay, Terry O'Quinn, Richard Roundtree. Um, all good uh, exploitation names. And it's about a haunted mm-hmm. mirror. But it's not as good as The Bogeyman if you're after a haunted mirror film. This one's bollocks, but yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Because it's got a lot of wonderful hey. lines like, Hey Dick, don't be one. <laughs> and the, a man quoting bits of Taxi Driver for no reason, just in case you're, um, you're not oh, sure yeah. it's meant to be in the city and it's all gritty. Mm. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's cheesy as hell. There's a lot of very, very big hair. It looks like one of those made-for-cable sexy movies from the early 90s, like Red Shoe Diaries. Yes, it does have that vibe. Um, And it's shot by the wonderfully named Wally Fister, uh, (laughs) (laughs) who who did start out in in softcore stuff, um, but has since gone on to win Oscars for shooting all the Christopher Nolan's films. There we go. Well done, Mr. Fister. Um, Move in or blow it up? Nah, blow it up. Blow it up. Blow it up. Okay, Amityville Dollhouse, 1996. Um, I like this one. I think this yeah, is Yeah, it's all right. I, I just, I really like how inventive they were having to get at this point because it's like, well, no one's going to move into the house, which may or may not be blown up and we haven't really got any other artifacts. So what if somebody made a dollhouse of the house? Yeah, I was into <laughs> oh it. It's pretty weird. Yeah. It's a house within a house. I like, I like the bit where it just turns into like soft porn for... 15, 20 minutes halfway through. Just everyone's fucking everyone else. Like the the Mm. mum's trying to get off with her stepson. There's your incest. Um, (laughs) There's your incest. (laughs) Like Amateur Bingo. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I'd like this one more uh, because the gore effects are really good. They would have looked nice in the pages of Fangoria back in the day. Um, Mm. Some, you know, yeah, good, good incest. I mean, nuns <laughs> and incest is a great combination. I'm, I'm always into that. Um, but I just feel like it's a very boring film on the whole. Oh, I like uh, it. I, I don't understand why they are complaining that the air conditioning is not working, yet they've got the fire on. The fire's roaring. <laughs> <laughs> Make your mind up. <laughs> And they're in the they're in like this sort of desert setting as well, so I don't know why they've even got a fucking mm. fire in the first place. But yeah, um, yeah. it's but it's I, so loosely an Amityville film, isn't it? Like it doesn't have any of the same vibe as the canonical ones. Mm. I, I liked it, but um, are we moving it in or are we blowing it up? Nah, blow it up. I'm blowing it up. Mm. Blow it up. Okay. Uh, and then, after nearly a decade without another Amityville film, Platinum Dunes no. came along and did a remake of the original. Um, so, yeah, they've actually did five remakes in total, didn't they? This, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Nightmare on Elm Street, Hitcher, Friday the 13th. What do you yeah. think of their Amityville horror remake? It's all right. I, um, I watched this with an ex of mine, um, and obviously there's a lot of Ryan Reynolds with his shirt off on this. Yeah. Uh, oh, and yeah. and that, that night we went to sleep and I woke up in the middle of the night and she was talking in her sleep and she was muttering, his name is Ryan, his name is Reynolds. <laughs> 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 that's, that's the effect that, that this film the can Reynolds have. Effect. Wow. I, I kind of got Reynolds. a feeling with Ryan Reynolds in this film, it was just kind of like, look, damn it, I've been to the gym, I'm going to take my yeah. shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> I've I been to the gym, these. I want you all to know about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> there's an awful lot of chopping wood generally, isn't there? Yeah, it's all about the wood chopping. Like, there's a, 
the two <laughs> motifs are flies and chopping wood. Mm. And like in the 2005 when they really go for chopping wood, don't mm. they? Like yeah. he has his shirt off and he chops a lot of wood and worries a lot about his boathouse. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm interested in what you think, Sarah, because because uh, you love the you know Kundry and Insidious and Sinister and all that. I think it all started mm. here with this remake. I think this was you the first right. one. Yeah, I don't know. I guess because it was still because it's a remake, it doesn't feel like it's part of a new wave because it's not an original idea so it still feels like backwards looking um but i have some time for this one i mean maybe i just have time for shirtless wood chopping sweaty ryan reynolds but uh, you know <laughs> and who yeah. doesn't at the end of the day when you're <laughs> yeah, yeah. um i, think we've all I like that like we were complaining that in the first one, the babysitter gets locked in the cupboard and like basically nothing happens. They let her out. At least in this mm, one, there's yeah. like a ghost in there with her. Yeah, she's proper traumatised, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Not just because of the massive bong that she has earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I think the real sign of the times is the, the, the difference between the babysitter in the original and the babysitter in this one. Like she's uh, in yeah. the original, she's this like gawky little girl with massive braces. braces. Yeah. Mm. And in this one, she's an absolute fucking sex pot. Yeah, I mean she's basically she's basically a sex worker, isn't she? That's how she yeah. presents herself at the door. It's really it's really unnerving, isn't it? I thought when I was watching it that maybe she would be a spirit or something because there's no re- there's no way that's a real character. You know what I mean? She just walks in and she sees like how old's the boy supposed to be? Like twelve or something? Yeah. I mean, mm. she does. She basically. I mean, she and she turns up pretty much in a bikini. Am I still thinking of the right film? Yes, yeah, you yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She asks him if he kisses with tongues, and he's like, Ew. "Yeah, it's so out of order." And like, you were like, um, "I don't think we'll have her babysit because she's obviously a sex offender." Let's uh, <laughs> let's bring the agency back and get somebody. Pardon? It was the seventies. The They've really gone for that. Obviously, the seventies. They're all at it. Um, um, I, I prefer this to the original. To be honest, I, I, I just, really? just, yeah, only just. I just think it's fast to move. I mean, it's, it only runs for ninety minutes for start, which is good. Mm. Yeah, it's half an hour quicker it's so, than the. It's, it's so different. It's kind of the movie I wanted the original to be when I was a teenager, because it it takes away all the substance and just makes it like. Ooh, Spooky ghosts, loud noises, and yeah. you know I like that. It's it's a fun movie, but I, I do think the original has has the edge now. I'm older because uh, I can relate a bit more to the adult themes. Uh, whereas this this is, I mean, even down to the babysitter, it is like if if, if you if you are that twelve year old boy watching the movie, you're like, "Oh, babysitter!" Oh. Um, <laughs> whereas as an adult, you are thinking, "Just like, where's the incest? This is uncomfortable." She's not related to the interest is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I, mean, I, like, I like this. The little kid on the roof is when when the little girl is on the roof. I thought that bit yeah, bit is genuinely scary. Like, That's brilliant. It's very yeah. tense. Yeah, so, on the so well roof. shot. Yeah. Um, it's a really good scene. Um, I think the whole, the whole film looks really nice as well. I think it's really well. Mm. Uh, good sort of film stock they use with a nice kind of... Nice and matte. Nice and matte, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. You can see every, every bead of sweat on Ryan Reynolds's chest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, so um, if Platinum Dreams were hoping for a new franchise, that never happened. So it was left to all sorts of useless fuckers to keep the Amityville name going. <laughs> so now we move on to the unofficial ones. Basically, oh, oh, oh Let's just run through uh, these very, very quickly. This is our quick fire round. So, 2011, Amityville Haunting. You seen it? Anyone? Oh, I can't no, remember. No. Okay. No, no I haven't seen it. It's found, found footage. I, haven't, I couldn't bring myself to watch it. Um, 
The Amityville Asylum, 2013. Does the Welsh that. one? Yeah, I've unfortunately, sucks. seen that. Made in Wales for five pounds, possibly. It was made in Wales. They're pretending it's in America. The accents are <laughs> shit. Um, oh, dreadful. It's so boring, and it's about it's an, an asylum that's been built on the site of 112 Ocean Avenue. Uh, they've also they've called it High Hopes, which is the same name as the original house for some reason. <laughs> um, what it does have is possibly the greatest line in the whole in anything with the name Amityville on it. Right? Listen to this. Are you seriously telling me that you have never heard of the Amityville Horror House? <laughs> Amityville Horror House. I haven't. I've never heard of that. No what? one's heard of that. <laughs> no one's heard. Are you seriously Bless. telling me that you have never heard of the Amityville Horror House? <laughs> the Amityville Horror House. It's so weird, this, this character. That's how she says it throughout the film. There existed a group of Native Americans in Amityville. The Hundred Strong Tribe settled in Amityville. 112 Ocean <laughs> Avenue was later built in Amityville. The history of Native Americans in Amityville. 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 Everyone else in the film says Amityville. How, why oh, did yeah. no one say you're saying it wrong? That is weird. Well, that would imply there was a director. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not sure there was. Um, Amityville was there were two in 2015. Amityville Death House. I haven't seen that. No. 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 Amityville no. Playhouse. Amityville Theatre. It's also known no. as. No. That's really. That's that. a Canadian one. That's really boring. Um, Oh, Vanishing Point, Legacy, Terror, No Escape. I've seen, I've seen the Amityville Terror. That is credited to a director who calls himself Michael Angelo. Not his <laughs> real name, I think. Um, and that one's not terrible. Like, it's bad and it's cheap, but it's it's not as bad as some of the other ones that we talked about. Like, for one of these low-budget spin-offs, it's, it's one of the better ones, I think. Um, I, okay. I would say if you must watch one, uh, Amityville Terror is a lot better than Lights of Amityville Asylum. I mean, um, under what circumstances would that come up? <laughs> you must watch <laughs> one of these films or else. <laughs> you never know what situations will befall you in life. You could like, get say very if you're unlucky. about to do a podcast about the entire Amityville <laughs> franchise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this I is did... the one with Jason from Riverdale in it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the mm. cast are quite quite good in it. It's it's not yeah. it's not bad. It's... The worst the worst thing about it is the makeup. Um, because whoever did it made everybody look like they've got a slightly greenish hue the whole time, so everybody just looks a bit sick. Um, but I don't think that's intentional. Uh, but it, it was apart from that, quite good. I thought was wasn't greenish hue in the Welsh one. <laughs> uh, Amityville Exorcism 2017 also I found the slasher movie Sickle is on Amazon as Amityville the final chapter for some reason yikes do you want to mention my Amityville Horror yeah my Amityville Horror is an interesting one because it's a documentary that focuses on Daniel Lutz uh, who was a child when the Amityville hoax uh, first happened and I think it's really, uh, it's a really sad documentary, but also a really, really exploitative one. I think it's kind of gross that they made it, yeah. um, because they just kind of let, they put a camera on Daniel Lutz, who is clearly deeply mentally ill and has suffered quite a lot through, I think, predominantly what happened in the house. And following that, you get the impression that George Lutz was not actually a very nice man, certainly not a very good person to live with if you're a, a teenage boy growing up. Um, and they just let this guy rant for 90 minutes. He gets very agitated at times. Uh, everything he says, he, he seems to still be trying to convince himself that it was real. 
Mm. Um, and it's really, really uncomfortable to watch. And I think it kind of reminds you that this whole franchise is based on something very tasteless indeed. Yeah, and that actually it did affect real people and damage their lives. I think they yeah. go see Lorraine Warren at one point and again treat her as if she is uh, legitimately an exorcist and a good person. Yeah. Which is that is the thing that's really rotten at the heart of all this, isn't it? Is that is is that no one ever talks about the fact that like a whole family got murdered, and it's like there were real people who don't know their names, don't really know who they were or anything. You know who the killer was because you know Mm. obviously it's related, but no one ever sort of like it just seems a little bit sort of. I don't think there's another horror franchise like it really that's based on that. Yeah, there's not. And then at the end of 2017, Frank Calhoun's Amityville The Awakening finally appeared. Guys, Spell. You just transferred here. Didn't you just move into 112 Ocean Avenue? Oh, are you some kind of stalker? What? No. You recognize that house? How do you know where I live? Everyone knows where you live. In 1974, a house drives Ryan to fail to kill his whole family. And were found last night, shot and killed. Why don't you tell me about the house? It's just a ghost story, sweetie. This house is gonna be good for us. Then your brother. Sorry. There's something wrong with this house. Nothing bad has happened in 40 years. That's a very significant number in the Bible. The land had peace 40 years. So maybe the evil only latches on every 40 years. I got a really bad feeling about this. A mother moves her family into 112 Ocean Avenue because it's close to a top neurological clinic that might be able to help her comatose son. But the house is still full of evil, wouldn't you know? <laughs> um, so, Sarah, I mentioned that this finally came out in 2017. You'd been waiting a while, hadn't you? I have been waiting a while, to the point where a year and a bit ago, I was completely convinced that this film either did not exist and had never been shot, or perhaps had just been like lost somewhere down the back of someone's desk. Um, but it turns out it does exist, and it finally came out. And I so nearly love it, but... Not quite, which is very sad. Can we just say <laughs> there's probably going to be spoilers discussed here because mm. I think it's difficult to discuss this without spoilers. So if yeah. anybody really wants to watch Amityville The Awakening, maybe skip this section. Yeah, all right. I okay. mean, I'd say skip the film, but we'll come to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Harsh. Harsh. So yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm with you, Cliff. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> so what I enjoy about this is that I was starting watching the film and going, "Well, hold on. In 2014 or whenever this is set." Um, there's no way that you could move into that house and be completely unaware. Like, even if you're in a world where the Amityville horror fictional movies do not exist, uh, then you are still in a world where the Amityville horror like story happened and like that was news and you can't just merrily move in. Um, and then there's a scene where the teenage girl Belle's school friends bring over, I think they bring over the original one, the there's... remake, and the second one, is it, for her to watch? Yes, so yeah. That yeah. made me so happy. <laughs> I was so delighted. It would have been funnier if they brought the Amityville Asylum, but it would have. But, um, but that just uh, just made me really happy. Like, okay, you're acknowledging that this isn't a thing that you can just do. And spoilers, but like it it turns out that they didn't move in because they didn't know. The mum knew full well what she was getting into, and mm. she was doing it on mm. purpose, which was another twist that I sort of loved when they revealed that. Yeah, because, I really mm, like that twist. I think they could have done a bit more with idea. it. Yeah, exactly. I just yeah. think cool. like 
yeah, it felt like an afterthought, didn't it? Like they were yeah. going, oh, like almost in the making of it, they could have gone, oh, it could have been a plan all along. It didn't feel uh, like it was something no, that was integral I, to it. I think it's the opposite. I think it was in the. I, I don't know. My my theory is that that was a good script that kind of got ruined in production, and that's why it's been hanging around for so long because everyone's just like, what the fuck do we do with this? Because there's loads of bits in it that are really, really good, but like mm. slightly don't work. Like um. There's a scene where I think a doctor comes to see the the paralyzed brother whose name is James. Uh, James, um, yeah. Yeah. And there's like a fly in the room and you're like, oh, it's Amityville, there's a fly. Um, but then they he like rolls him over and it's like he's got the most horrendous kind of bed sores and like there's maggots yeah. in there. And it's horrible. Like the, when I first saw that, it was literally kind of just recording with like, Ugh! and then they put a load of fucking CGI flies mm. on it. And you're like, mm-hmm. you have ruined this moment, which was pure visceral. Because like this poor kid is paralyzed and he's all kind of twisted up. And the fact that he's like, he might have all this nastiness going on that no one's noticed that really like shit me up. And then they just went, but what if we put some shit CGI over it? That would be scarier. And then yeah, it was like, flies. oh yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, watching a film. Yeah. It would be loads better without it, wouldn't it? Because yeah. with it, like you'd be in this, you'd be in this sort of this place. We we wouldn't know if that was real or not. You'd mm. be in this sort of mm-hmm. is that is that like a vision or is that actually yeah. what's mm. happening? It would be much much more viscerally terrifying. Mm. But then all the flies go in his face. You go, oh, it's just it's just it's yeah. just yeah. bullshit. You know? That's the, that's this film all over everything that it's got that's scary and i think it does have some things in it that are dark and scary it it just overplays and ruins because at the heart of it the idea that this woman moves her family into a house that she knows is malevolent because she hopes that the malevolent spirit will reanimate her paralyzed son so she's quite happy to have this possessed son as long as he's like moving in a way well i think she's deluding herself i don't think she thinks that he will come back possessed but but she's lost her faith in god and so she's turned to the devil i think that is a like it's it's so it's such a like desperate idea like that she would be so you know heartbroken by the loss of her husband and then her son that she would go for this super extreme solution which is doomed to fail like i think there's again there's something really really heart-wrenching about that but the film just kind of fucks it up and part of the reason it fucks it up is that frank calhoun cannot stop his camera trying to go up bella thorne's skirt the whole time Mm. I, I was. I wanted to talk about this. It's mad, isn't it? How much like there is no reason for her to be in her pants as much as no. she is in that film. It's not just pants either. It's like she's wearing very uh, like designer lingerie while while she's lying on her bed doing her homework. And it's yeah. just this yeah. is not realistic at all. She's, this is... she's wearing like a top that um that is ripped, isn't it? Because she's supposed to be like all evil yeah. in that. Yeah. And yeah, her yeah, top yeah. is like ripped and it's ripped like around her ass so that yeah. like the camera can pick up the whole of her ass. It's really, really like it surprised me actually watching it because I was like, this is the sort of thing that used to happen in the eighties. Do you know what I mean? Where the camera would just sort of linger just on a woman, just look mm. at her. If you see what I mean. I haven't seen it in a film for a long... Yeah, um, but she's supposed to be a teenager. ...for quite a long time. Yeah, and it's, it's just... So it's yeah, so... I just found it really uncomfortable. Like, even... I don't know. It's just a bit gross somehow. It's not, like, mm, sexy yeah. fun. It's like, ugh. You know how her character and James are twins? Yes. Um, mm. Yeah. So, with the, the series History of Incest... I knew that's um, where you the, were going to go. Well, the bit where she walks into his room and sees him laying in the bed, she starts rubbing her thighs... 
And I thought, oh, fucking hell, where's this going? I don't. <laughs> she's like, does a Vic Reeves thigh rub thing. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah. So I think the Bella Thorne thing is a problem, partially because they keep lecturing mm. over her and also because she's not a great actress. Or maybe she is and she's no, badly directed. Think, I think she is a great actress. I think she's miscast chronically in this and mm. misdirected she's, because mm. I think if she if she had more to do and wasn't constantly dressed like that and filmed yeah. from behind up the yeah. arse, it, it would be a different performance altogether yeah. for her. Um, I, I think she, she's she... not done any favours by this film. Uh, no. I don't think it's her. Like I've seen her in other stuff and she's good. She's so unlikable in it. Like um, of the three sort of teenage characters who are... That... The other two teenage characters, they spend no time whatsoever trying to work out you know, who they are or what they want or anything. And, and, the, and the sort of the sort of geeky guy who shows her the, um, the, the, the DVD, there's like almost nothing to him. He's the most effective mm. character yeah. ever. But of the three of them, she is the least likable. You don't root for her because she's so horrible. Um, the only thing I like about that guy, the, the teenage boy, is to say you're not the first person to mistake basic human decency for stalking. This <laughs> is quite good. See, it's one of my only, only bits of the film I really enjoyed. I was like, yeah, that's a good line, mate. That's good. Uh, he he was being super stalky, though. <laughs> yeah, it was. was totally, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, who leans over and goes, it's not you, it's the house. All right, mate. I know. It's like, did he catch her after class and have a word? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or go, are you the girl that's like, come? Yeah, uh, welcome to the school. Uh, you know, he could have passed her a, a note house. or something. Though that yeah. must have been really creepy. <laughs> a note that just says, "For God's sake, get out." Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I agree that she's that unlikable though, because I think she. If I if I can kind of like step back and imagine I was reading the script rather than watching this film that doesn't quite work. Like she's got a lot of like guilt over what's happened to her brother that everybody seems to think is her fault. Like her mum mm. completely blames her. It isn't her fault. But no, the, it totally but isn't. She thinks it's her fault. Her mum thinks it's her fault, and the film kind of seems to think it's her fault. Yeah, but it mm. isn't. So uh, there's something really fucked up about the treatment of this this yeah, teenage girl it's, in this it's, film it's really but, underwritten underdeveloped and confused uh but i think there is a interesting character in there yeah because the film's kind of like like it's doing a bit of slut shaming with it. it's like well it shouldn't have sent your nudes around then your then your brother wouldn't be paralyzed but then it's like but you're sending the whole film like trying to film her knickers so like what are you doing <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's a confused film i just wish that over the however many years they've had it on a shelf tinkering with it they would have fixed it or given up and started again just chuck it out start again mm-hmm. yeah I, I didn't like it at all just um it's just nowhere near as much fun as some of the sequels that i'd grown used to i you know. don't agree. i find so many of the sequels so boring so mm-hmm. i don't know i didn't find this one boring so no, i wish there'd been another another thing in that yard sale that they could have brought it to this film to, <laughs> to, to haunt a different house I'm done with I'm done with 112 12 Ocean Avenue to be honest. Perhaps it's a sensible <laughs> okay. pair of it'd be a sensible pair of trousers for Bella to wear. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the haunted trousers. Oh, I'd love to watch the haunted Amityville trousers. Amityville trouser. <laughs> <laughs> so Amityville the Awakening. Um, are we moving in or blowing it up? Oh, somewhere in between. Can we not I'm, blow I'm it up a bit. In. I'm going to yeah. move in and blow myself up in it for watching all of these. <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to do. There you go. Right, well, what a lot of Amityville that was. Uh, but we've still got time for a round of scary noises. Oh, 
So, Phil, you'll be joining Emily for this. So it's writers versus comedians. CJ and Sarah versus Emily and Phil. And, of course, one half of each pair comes from an Amityville movie. So, fingers on buzzers and bells. Here's your first pair of scary noises. In our country, there are still certain cults which conduct human sacrifices. The victims are unaware that they have been chosen for these mysterious purposes. But when the time comes, they are either killed or driven mad by means of potions and secret rites. No. It sounds amazing, whatever it is. I feel like I know what that is, but no. No, no okay, the music was the uh, title music when the uh, Amityville 3D logo appears right in front of your eyes. Oh, right. okay. And the uh, dialogue was from The Perfume of the Lady in Black. Oh, okay. not well. Yeah, I knew, I knew what it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the second pair. I happen to be a great dancer. It has to do with... Uh... Oh, I know. Yes, Emily? Uh, that's the um, the shit one, <laughs> the, the dialogue. <laughs> the shit one. Uh, the that one, the one before. Down. It's about time. Um, the Amityville Curse. Yes, that is the Amityville Curse. Did you get the music? I didn't know. Right. Okay. So for CJ and Sarah, here's the music. I happen to be a, a great dancer. <laughs> it has to do with uh, body language. There's no mistaking what it's saying now. <laughs> <laughs> I sense a lesson in behavioral science coming up. Hey, okay. He's off the mark. No. What the? I don't know fuck. what the level is. It's not full moon high. I can it's tell not you full moon high, no. Um, uh, I, I don't know. No, it's uh, funny games. Right. Okay. Third pair. I brought her to name, huh? Basic. I called up his princess history was there. I figured it was only fair since he had your. You mean he had a police record? Yeah, you might say that. Four. You sure you want to know? Oh. Yes, Emily. Uh, that's Amityville uh, New Generation, Next Generation. Y- yep. Did you get the music? I didn't, no. All right. Um, Phil, did you get the music at all? I, no, not no. at all. CJ and Sarah, then, the music to identify. I brought her to name, huh? Basic, I called up his princess, history was there. I figured it was only fair since he had yours. You mean he had a police record? Yeah, you might say that. Before. You sure you want to know? If you haven't paid the bill for all this yet, I'd hate to have you rethink your offer. You're kidding me, right? This happened 26 years ago, upstate New York. It sounds so familiar. Um, oh, I don't know, Demons 2. No, it will sound oh. familiar to you because it's the Bye Bye Man. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't get that. Here's number four. Kevin, don't eat with your face. Mom, we're in a hurry. We're going to go bowling with Anthony. And then to the movies. Yes, Phil. The music is the first one, isn't it? Isn't the music the first Amateurville? No. Do you want to guess on the ah. dialogue, though? <laughs> uh, well, well. I mean, I was going to go full moon high, but one day, Right. Okay. So, uh, CJ and Sarah, music and dialogue to get here. Kevin, don't eat with your face. Mom, we're in a hurry. Don't we'll eat with your face. Anthony, and then to the movies. Ow. What movie? 
A garden tool mask? It's your basic slice and dice. Your basic what? This guy in a hockey mask, he chops up a few teenagers. But don't worry, there's no sex or anything bad. They won't let you kids into a movie like that. Okay, nothing? No. Is the music Amityville um, uh, Dollhouse? Nope. Nope. Uh, the That's music was Amity- Amityville 2, The Possession. And the dialogue was from The Blob. Oh, the blob. Yeah. Phil and Emily are on two. CJ and Sarah are on nothing. <laughs> oh, bloody hell, this one's difficult. Here's number five. Rona, look at this. <laughs> this is just perfect. Uh, Who's that? Is that Sarah? I'm going to say that's um, The Evil Escapes, the dialogue. Yes. But I don't know what the music is, but I just wanted to point. <laughs> <laughs> No one's going to get the music for this. I don't know why I even bothered. Can we hear it anyway, just so we can Um, try and... (laughs) Yes, so Phil and and Emily, here's the music for you to identify. Rona, look at this. (laughs) This is just perfect. (laughs) This is ugly. Yeah, that's why it's perfect. $100. Even the price is right. Helen, you're not going to buy this... this monstrosity of course i am no idea Nah, i took it from evil dead trap but i'm sure it's been stolen from something mm. else so if anyone out there knows mm. what what the music from evil dead trap is nicked from then i'd love to know but there you go i didn't think anyone would mm. get that i wish i hadn't bothered. <laughs> <laughs> i wish we hadn't bothered with this entire scary noises round <laughs> Two one to to uh, Phil and Emily. Uh, so anyone's um, game. The last pair. If you can hear me, I want you to do that with your mouth. What you just did. Once means yes, and twice means no. Do you understand? Yes, CJ. It's Amsterdam the Awakening. The dialogue. No, it's not. Oh. Do you want to guess? No, I thought, the I thought music? he was doing that thing. With his no, eyes. he did it with his eyes. Oh. oh. Do you want to guess on the music? I can't. Full Moon High. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Phil and Emily, music and dialogue to identify. If you can hear me, I want you to do that with your mouth, what you just did. Once means yes and twice means no. Do you understand? Oh. Is that yes? Do you know where you are? Do you know who I am? Can you see me? Can you feel that? Uh, is the music, it's about time. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> the dialogue, want to take a oh, guess? Oh, fucking hell. Is it the one where they're doing the seance at the beginning? I forgot which one it is. The music was Amityville Dollhouse. Oh. The dialogue was from Patrick. Uh, right, well, that was a very low score in Scary Noises. <laughs> 2-1 to Phil and Emily. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling the average down. Yeah, Next month, we're covering Stephen King films, and we want your top threes, listeners. So get in touch by email, Facebook, Twitter, or Letterbox to tell us what your favourite three movies based on Stephen King stories are. Now, oh no, it's another bombshell. For the second month running, we're losing one of our devils. Sarah has decided to leave. So, Sarah, what are your last words? Um... (laughs) My last was, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so shit at scary noises. 
(laughs) (laughs) Have you enjoyed your time on Devil Times 5? I have. It's been fun, even though you made me watch a lot of films that I didn't like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're all going to miss Sarah's presence here, but you can still hear her on her original podcast, Cast in the Runes. So check that out because it's really good. And while we're on the subject, make sure you listen to Phil's other podcast. That's called Ultimate Scrutiny. It's very, very, very funny. Uh, Cheers, man. Say quick words about Ultimate Scrutiny, Phil. Ultimate Scrutiny is me and another comedian called Phil Lucas um, slagging off everything that's ever been made or done in the world. (laughs) (laughs) So if that sounds like the sort of thing you're interested in, and then come and listen to us. Yeah, Ultimate Scrutiny. Um, It's basically just nonsense, uh, but hopefully quite funny. Uh, Phil will be back with us next month, as will CJ and Emily, but we find ourselves once again needing a new fifth devil. And we'd like to keep the gender balance going, if possible. So if you or anyone you know would be good at this and are more of a Tiffany than a Chucky, then get in touch (laughs) ASAP. Uh, DX5podcast at gmail.com is the email address or grab us on Facebook, Twitter or Letterboxd. And don't forget to send us your top three Stephen King movies as well. Uh, That's it for this month. Thanks for listening. Thank <laughs> you.